0: out there welcome to limit up it's thursday march 16th when we're recording this dan is out i'm joined today by the incomparable eddie horn top sip legend eddie how are
1: you doing today yeah it's great to be here uh doing pretty good staying a little warm um loving what we're seeing here with the free agency and the bears so i'm um, i'm having a great day
0: that is a big story. We're going to spend the next 30 minutes talking about the Bears acquiring <laughs> uh, two first rounders, two second rounders, and DJ Moore. Uh, in addition to that, we brought Eddie on today because we're going to talk about uh, the benefits of one-on-one coaching, having an accountability partner, mentorship, stuff like that. And we're offering that at Top Step now. But before we do that, Dan's out, so I can give a little rundown today. Eddie was busy today so he hasn't seen the market so maybe this will be news to him you'll be surprised so the big story here the banks are failing the banks are all right the banks are failing the banks are all right which was it today the banks were all right credit suisse has a line of credit we got 30 billion going to first republic basically way up day in all your equity indices here ES right now ending the day just below that big round number of 4,000. It jumped right through that 200 day moving average. It's now positive for the entire month of March. NQ has outperformed this month. It was already well above its 50 and 200 day. in today, 2.65%. The tech is all right there. Eddie, are you a NASDAQ man or an ES man?
1: You know what? I like my ES. Worked that on the trading floor and uh, sort of transition to electronic. It's my speed. I think the Nasdaq is just a bit too fast.
0: It's pretty whippy. I'm kind of on a crusade here to encourage more of our equity traders out there in top step land to uh, maybe take a look at the ES more than the NQ. NQ's all right, but an overwhelming number of you guys are trading that. But big day up for the NQ today. Looking back now a little further on this. Yep, still room to move there. The previous month's high in the NQ is around 12,960. Uh, sort of a double top there going back to September on the ES front. Sort of a series of higher lows coming in since the end of last year. Something to keep an eye on. But obviously, there's a lot of instability. But the VIX is off at another 10% today. After Lehman, that's not the direction that it went. This is a very different scenario. As far as bond yields today, yields are up across the board, bouncing around the 200-day moving average there in the 10-year. It has been chaos. The real bond story right now is in the short-term stuff, the two-year. Massive moves this last week with the bank stuff. You had people withdrawing money, putting into something safe, and hey, you know, at 5%, the uh, two-year yield looks pretty good. So they took it all the way down to 4%, and now it's bouncing around. Oil has been in the midst of a big sell-off. It was up a little bit today, and that's probably a macro picture there. Fear of the banks subsided a little bit. Oil is a good barometer of the economy. I think it caught a little bit of a bid today based on things kind of normalizing. So it's kind of a... uh, Things are all right for now. Let's send the assets to the moon. So it'll all depend on what our good friend of the podcast, Jerome Powell, does next week. Eddie, any thoughts ahead of that meeting?
1: You know what? I tell you, I've got my belt on. Um, It's anybody's call here right now. As far as that goes, I know he's turned the blender on a few times. Um, You know, the thing is, I'm just going to sit curbside and watch the parade go by and then catch the true move.
0: Yeah, I think that a half percent's off the table. I think on Coach's playbook this week, we said it was going to be a quarter. Um, There's been some talk out there, some people more wish casting than anything else, that they'll pause to wait for this contagion fear in the banks to subside. I don't see it happening. I think it'll be a nice quarter point next week. But once again, don't fight the Fed. Don't try and necessarily guess what they're doing. Just know that it's there, and then that'll be a volatile time to be trading. All right. With some of that out of the way, real reason I've Eddie on here, as mentioned earlier, is to talk a little bit about coaching. And I kind of want to start. So, Eddie, when you were coming up, what did coaching look like for you?
1: It was as more of a as mentorship
0: as thing, right? Because you were you were on the floor, so right. um, everyone was kind of there. You didn't have to reach out quite the same way that we do now, where everyone's remote or trading alone. What did mentorship kind of look? Uh, like to you back in the floor days
1: well the thing was I mean you, you made friends and mm-hmm. you 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 uh, you you know emulated those that were successful at least you tried um lucky that you had I had some good friends that actually you know pull you by the collar pull you out of the pit and ask you you know hey you know if if you know you're not going to change what you're gonna gonna do you're not going to be here much longer and that's something that sort of saved me. You know, I did trade a lot of the uh, bank money I had. I was working at First Chicago, trading Deutsche Bank and RBC, Royal Bank of Canada. And um, I mean, the thing is, as far as education down there, there were some classes, but they were arbitrage classes, basically. That's the only thing that was available. Uh, You got your education trial and error you got your education from getting a, a good scolding from a manager sure. or somebody that is on the phone wanting a a, a fill right away. Um, so, I mean, it was really, really tough. As long as you had friends uh, that would take the time out to uh, advise you, give you advice. And, you know, these things, you wouldn't get them right away. But, you know, you, you eventually would use them adopt them bring them into your strategies and give them a try and mm-hmm. you know we could go by 2 weeks to go by and it'd be like hey this is this is working this is something a little different i'm going to keep this and thank you very much but nothing like we've got now here at topstep yes
0: and um to go to my own experience with that there's a big difference between now uh, so, so the way i started i had never traded a bond when i started trading at a firm and I was on the day shift for about one week kind of watching guys trade. And then they were like, okay, here's a book. I still have it somewhere around here called The Treasury Bond Basis. Uh, you're on nights now. And basically I was learning from the people that were just six months or 12 months ahead plus the phone calls I would get in. But either way, when you worked on the floor, or worked in a firm, it was necessitated because you were there around other people that you were constantly learning and getting feedback from people that had more experience than you. And nowadays, if you decide you just want to start trading, you obviously can trade futures, but that's all... It's harder to find, right? Right. I I know because you may have... I don't know as much about... if Did you do any... Um, screen trading later as well
1: you, you know what that started uh when I joined top step um you know it was there was a lot of talk on the floor about it and uh, there was actually traders uh, that were set up in the bleachers around the s p pit and um, they had hotkeys programmed on game controllers and that's how they would uh, they'd have their their online trading. And they would also be able to use the open outcry in the pit. So they'd be going back and forth, catching a lower price on electronics, selling it higher in the pit. And that's how they sort of started uh, on the CME trading floor.
0: Yeah. And that's sort of the strategy that got weeded out. You talked earlier about those classes and arbitrage. There's some things that aren't necessarily coming back. And I think we've talked before about the transition a lot of floor traders made to trading where it's a real to screen trading, it's a real different skill set. And those same sorts of arbitrage opportunities, or say, get a better price in the pit versus what you can get online was great while it lasted. But that's not really the way that our traders today are doing things. I th- So it's a completely different thing, and a lot of those traders that moved the screens thus, they had a lot of confidence coming in, and some of them didn't have great outcomes because it's a right. new skill to learn. And those that I- – I still think that it might have been some of that lack of feedback and community that would hurt them. It's a lonely trade sometimes just sitting in front of the screen. So I'm going to let you talk to this more. But at TopStep, we're making a big push now to offer both group and now one-on-one coaching for people that want that sort of hands-on approach. And uh, before we kind of discuss it further and like what you can work on in any sort of coaching or with TopStep, what would you want to tell people out there about the um, experience this far and kind of how your uh, one-on-one coaching has been going?
1: Well, sure. I, you know, I, I tell you, back on the trading floor, I mean, we didn't have computers in front of us. We had uh, Reuters up on the board. We had to watch the Reuters up on the board. Everybody saw it at the same time. Um, levels were given to you on a card written in pen or pencil. Uh, we really didn't have nothing to follow. And then when something broke, we would have to, you know, go right to the phone clerks and ask them to call the uh, their trader desks. You know, what's going on? We have no idea. But now that we've got everything in front of us, we've got charts, we've got indicators, we've got uh, several sources of news, you know, to your choice. Um, And and this is what has evolved in trading. Now, what we're doing with the one-on-ones, which I think is fantastic, is is giving the opportunity uh, for somebody that has the desire and passion for success. I mean, um, the people that I talk to, the traders that I talk to, I give them 100% respect because what they're doing is they're reaching out, asking for advice, asking for suggestions, help. What do I need to do to make myself better? And to be honest with you, it's, it's sort of like to pay forward. Um, I, I love it. And, um, you know, it, it it comes from the heart sometimes where you really want to help these people because they're relying on you to tell them and show them the correct path for success in trading.
0: What are some of the most common issues people are coming uh, to the one-on-one coaching with? Do you find them to be similar to – we? I think in general we hear a lot, at least from scanning the YouTube comments when we do live things, is that people tend to have a problem with FOMO, with overtrading, do you see about the same thing there? Is it more psychological or strategy stuff that they're coming to you with?
1: Well, I mean, my my term here at TopStep is is a long one, and you know, I've I've had the uh, the honor of talking to thousands of traders, looking at thousands of trade reports, and it, it my assumption and you know gathering would be it's greed. Okay, it's it's all about greed. Every once in a while, somebody wants to bring that big bat up to the plate and swing for the fence. And that's when they usually get hurt. Um, I've seen traders that all they do is do that. And um, this is something that that needs to be corrected. Um, I'll see a consistent trader doing very, very well, getting close to either a step two or a funded account. And what they're doing is they're, they're rushing into Uh, getting to the next level. And that's what hurts them uh, is, is trying to rush into with the big trade. I'm almost there. I've almost got that brass ring. I'm going to go for it right now. But really at that point is when we're really walking on eggshells and we've got to take our time. We've got to go for these smaller, smaller winners, smaller profits, because they do add up and eventually you're going to get there. But you know, the thing is, don't be reckless. Don't be foolish
0: yeah don't double down trying to just get to some arbitrary level well as long as you're here i'm gonna let you dissect me a little bit because i think this is great because as i mentioned at the top of this so i've done far less trading now not being at a firm and when i have my biggest problem is kind of different than it was before i feel when i was trading professionally My biggest problem was more of, my biggest problem was kind of uh, involved some risk management things, probably swinging out too big, blowing out a little bit too much. But I did have a support system there and I call support, it's not like a family, like you get yelled at, you get shoulder tapped by the risk manager, you're just, uh, you're not allowed to act on your worst impulses and what I find if I'm trading in an account like just a brokerage account say doing trading options or stocks or whatever else that I'm doing is there's uh, no one there you know the brokerage people are just going to come to you if you get a margin call or something like that but what I struggle with is that there's not that support system there to keep me from my worst impulses. If I wanna do something incredibly stupid, I can keep doing it. I can get really stupid in a way that wouldn't be tolerated when I had that system kind of built out. So I guess, is this sort of an outlet as far as the coaching goes where people can kind of uh, find that support
1: system? Well, like, like you were saying, Uh, My my question, you would have been, did you have a responsibility for income? Okay. Um, Was that your main job? Now, we've got a lot of traders who exclusively trade. We've got a lot of traders who do have the nine to five. And this is where you've got to find the perfect time to trade. Um, Now, as far as um, trading goes, this is something that um, you need yourself to find out where your comfort zone is you need to find out um what works for you and you know, with these coaching sessions i mean there there is um uh, suggestions of you know like you mentioned uh changing uh markets you know from i've i've talked to a lot of traders regarding uh nasdaq to the s&p's sometimes it does get a little crazy a little too crazy that's why i've sort of pulled back a little bit because my time and my 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 window for trading is limited. And, you know, now like uh, yourself and myself, you know, we used to trade a lot more prior to this. Um, But, you know, what it is, is you take what the market gives you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's easy to say and hard to do. But once again, I'm going to circle around to that word greed, where if you're pulling in 200, 300, 100, even $50 on a trade, I mean, that pays for commission. You got to understand that. Um, it's, it's when you're not satisfied with that size of a winning trade and you're looking for much, much more, that's where a lot of traders slip and they'll they'll start digging a hole, um, wishing and hoping, come on, one more trade, get me out of here. The hole gets deeper. Okay. One more trade. And that's the mentality a lot of traders have, which gets them in a lot of trouble. Yeah.
0: I will pause real quick to answer a question from the chat that came in asking, uh, will there be any resources that allow us insights to the option data so we can understand the hedging impact or expect a potential hedge with options order flow? If you mean from top step, that's probably not on our radar in that we're focused on trying to uh, make our pure futures experience as good as possible, but that data is out there. And I would recommend, uh, I'd have to go back to the video library to see exactly where this was. But a few months ago, there was a Make Hogue Money with uh, Anne Marie as a guest. And Holden, if you can find this and throw it in the chat, uh, more power to you, where she essentially did the whole trading session on using information about options to better trade, day trade, the futures market. And she went over a bunch of resources i believe both paid and unpaid that are out there if you want to use more data from options to trade futures so i would check that out and continue continuing on here something you were talking about eddie was trading for income once again to get personal for me the thing that i think ultimately uh made me leave professionally trading is trading for income and when, when you trade for a firm you are your income is entirely based on what you take down trading. Uh, They don't have uh, real great base salaries there. Everything's paid out based on the percent of your account you get to keep. And that was exhausting. And that was a real mind F to keep it clean. Right. right? And I'm firmly in the camp that especially – Retail traders, if only for the mindset part of it, should should always just you should always be trading only money that you have set aside that you can not afford to lose. I almost would put anything that I'm going to trade into the I've already lost it category. You don't have to go that far, but trading for income itself is a real difficult thing to navigate because there will be ups and downs, and those expenses come in no matter what. So. That's just some general FYI advice for everybody out there. Well, that's that's great, Eddie. So if people, just so I get this out of the way and make sure we do it, how do people get set up with uh, the one-on-one coaching at Top Step?
1: Well, there, there's two ways of doing this. Either you can go to topstep.com and look under the coaching tab. There is a sign-up sheet where you can sign up for free coaching. Um, also, uh, on your rebuild, Check your email uh, because what we're going to do is we're going to send you an invite for free coaching where we'll have the link, make it real simple, click, 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 and you're booked in. And then one of our coaches, either Coach Robert, Coach Jack or myself, uh, will give you a call. We'll initiate the session and uh, we'll book two more session sessions after that. Um, one of the cool things is, is that um, after that third session, we're not going to lose contact with you. We're going to be with you. Uh, with an invite to our coaches' office hours, which is in our Discord channel. Uh, it's an exclusive channel uh, for those that have taken pre coaching. And we have all the coaches together. We bring in a, uh, a guest coach. As a matter of fact, I think, Jack, you're booked coming up here soon to join us. And um, we answer any questions, any and all questions. Uh, we do have a uh, – every Thursday we do have a topic we'll discuss – and um, actually, it's it's just good to get together and uh, sort of loosen up a bit and, uh, you know, just open up. Um, any question of it is, is available to be answered. So it's um, looking forward to seeing you there.
0: Absolutely. And then, in addition, we still have the group coaching with Hogue is on Monday and Wednesdays, 1230 Central, as we are in the Chicago area. So, yeah. Eddie, with the... uh new top step office at the uh board of trade just just some fun questions i want to know right here uh what was your favorite location i'll leave it open-ended around the board of trade
1: actually there was there was a place around the block called prison chicken and um you ever hear of prison chicken
0: Well, I guess just uh, for for everybody out there, the the Board of Trade is located uh, about a block and a half away from uh, a federal prison in Chicago.
1: Right. And there was windows there and uh, the chicken place was right across the street. And many a times um, those unlucky fellows uh, would would scream out, send me some chicken. Um, That was a favorite place. Another place was uh, used to be a cheeseburger place where the guy would actually be using his um uh grill that the fire would be about three feet high peppers that's what the name of the place was peppers him and his wife would run it you wouldn't have really have a chance to order what kind of cheeseburger you had they would just hand you a cheeseburger and a can of coke and push you out the door um another one was series of course we all know
0: that's what i was getting to yeah
1: (laughs) I mean, series is um, – we're going to open up our bar at, what, 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, if you want a rum and Coke, uh, here's a glass of Coke – and I'm sorry, here's a glass of rum and a can of Coke. Uh, you figure it out.
0: Yeah, I remember I saw someone over a Bloody Mary there once and got like a, a, a glass of vodka and a V8, which I thought was great. Right. That's poetry in motion there. Series is still open. If you're ever in Chicago, stop by the Board of Trade. They got a great uh, – they got a great cafeteria down there, and then Ceres is a legendary watering hole among them. Oh, yeah. Great food around there. Uh, prison Chicken, I don't believe, open anymore. Still some uh, men's-only hotels, <laughs> no. if that's your speed.
1: Yeah. No more Prison Chicken, huh?
0: No Prison Chicken. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Eddie, thanks so much for uh, stopping by today. We'll kind of uh, start wind down here. Any uh, last thoughts about coaching program or tops up in general? You've been here for more than 10 years now, right? You're, you've been from the beginning.
1: Day one. Yeah, day, day on. one, and um, I'm I'm loving it, loving it. You know, hey, uh, when, when you see and you know something and you feel something's good, uh, you don't tend to leave it. You tend to keep it. So before I go, though, I would like to say that um, uh, something that's going to keep you in the game, and this is something that I share with my traders, uh, a lot of us like to ask the question uh, every trade day is, how much money can I make? How much money can I make today? Well, actually, that's it's a good question, but it's not the right question. The correct question would be, how much can I afford to lose today? That's going to keep you in the game. That's going to You're going to be able to trade for tomorrow, and you're going to see more success without having that take over your account. So how much can you afford to lose today? Ask yourself that question.
0: That's something I will be asking myself going forward if I dive back into the markets. Eddie Horn, thanks for joining us today. It's Thursday right now, which means we're one day away from the weekend. It's volatile markets out there, so stay safe, everyone. And as usual, namaste and trade well. We'll see you next week. The Limit Up Podcast is a presentation of Top Step... Check us out at topstep.com to learn more about our futures trading combine and how you can become a funded trader. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.